Welcome to an enlightened hour of interactive talk. This is Guided Spirit Conversations with host Marla Goldberg. In this program, we spotlight guests from all over the globe who have helped others change their lives and will provide you with the tips, tools, and techniques that you need to help you make a difference in your own life. Now, here is Marla Goldberg. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Well, it is Valentine's Week, and this is my third annual self-love panel for my show, Guided Spirit Conversations. And I'm so looking forward to these two guests because I just feel so much coming out from them. And they walk their talk. And let me share with you who they are. We have Harmony Nixon, who is a self-love mentor, healer, teacher, writer, and author with a passion for helping people embrace who they are so that they can shine their unique light out into the world. She guides people through deep soul exploration to heal emotional wounds, overcome fear, embrace unique gifts and talents, and remember the sacred truth of who we are, mind, body, and soul. Harmony is also the author of Unlovable, Broken Pieces of Songs and Memories, a book that takes you through a poetic journey of her experience and from the darkness into the light. Welcome, Harmony. And now we have Nicola. Did I say that correctly? Yes, perfect. (laughs) And for many years, Shaman Nicola has been a guide on the journey for self-love and fulfillment to inspire others to live in joy, become love, and bring their own gifts into the world. Her wisdom is a master shaman, certified transformational coach, trainer for NLP and hypnosis, as well as angel healing expert, guides this transformation of her clients and students. Nicola is here to help big-hearted women to drop the fear, discomfort, and need for external validation so that they can live a life of spiritual alignment, deep self-love, and sold so led manifesting at this time of great change. And it is a time of great change, isn't it? Welcome, ladies. Hi. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm so happy to have you here today. So it's self-love. We've been through our journeys to get us through self-love. I know I have. My book is behind me, Um, which reminds me of yours, Harmony. Yep, it's right there. (laughs) (laughs) And Nicola, your journey to to self-love, did you... What was your what was your path like to get there? Yeah, very good question. So you know, I was um, I was all about the career path. I did my MBA. I moved from Germany to right New York City. I had an office on Times Square, forty seventh floor, looking over Times Square. And then uh, you know, my second child was diagnosed with autism. That changed everything. Um, I was looking, you know, I was very driven. I was looking everywhere. At that time, we lived in London. We looked really worldwide. Where could we find therapy? And we found some good therapy back in New York, but it wasn't enough. And so I went to all these seminars, especially like healing, alternative. And I went, you know, long times. Sometimes I was away for up to a month. My husband would take care of the kids. I would just study, study, study. And every time I came home, my daughter was better. And so I really, truly learned that it's about you, that only you can shift yourself. And the more I accepted who I was, that I had a special needs daughter, my place in the world, you know, you you could say, was it my perception? Yes. But, you know, I mean, they, they, you know, everybody saw that she got so much better. I mean, from, you know, being in diapers and not speaking, she's pretty independent these days, you know, so... It's beautiful. It's amazing what what energy and and the healing, the alternative healing arts, will, we can do for someone. And Harmony, let's talk about yours, your background a little bit, and and your story and how to get how you became this self love expert. Well, it was pretty much when I decided to I had to lead myself into my own healing experience because I had a traumatic childhood. I lost my dad at fourteen, mm. right after my mom had left, and so it was like my whole world crumbled before me. And, you know, those kind of traumas that you hold turn toxic inside when you're not processing them. And so the toxicity that I was sharing with the world at that time because of my own internal not being safe, you know, being abandoned, all of these different things and loss and grief, it had made me literally hate myself on so many levels just because of low self-esteem, low self-confidence, feeling not wanted, all these things. And it was when I began my spiritual journey, it was like coming home to myself because I've always had this deep intuitive connection 
in this deep spiritual connection. And when I finally realized like, oh my God, there's another way. <laughs> I was changed. So I had to lead myself through my own shadows because I knew there was two options. It was be miserable for the rest of my life or make a change. And I decided to make a change. And it's been a long journey, a long journey, <laughs> but I have done it and I'm still there. You know, I'm still, I'm even nervous to be here right now, but that's okay because I'm showing up. And it's like, I've learned how to not let my fears hold me back. I've let them be here while I still do the thing that I need to do. So. Which is a choice, and that's amazing. And and I don't know if you all know my story, but because this is about self-love, I'll just give the abridged version like you. Dysfunctional background. Um, there was let loose in the world very early in my life, not knowing that you don't let 10-year-olds do what I did. I lived in the city of Chicago, and I would take two buses and a train by myself at 10 to get to appointments like medical appointments, eye doctor, who does that, right? I mean, you you don't even let your children go out by themselves in the front anymore. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and I thought that I was like this, you know, resourceful, which I was resourceful, but, you know, I was making decisions for myself, et cetera, et cetera. And the reality of it was, it was decisions not based because I loved it myself, but me, I too was dealing with neglect and abandonment and and I didn't realize how it imprinted me. And the decisions I would make in my life that would not serve me. And when, then when I made the the big bad decision of marrying my first husband, how that really brought me to my knees and took me to a place where I started down the spiritual path, even though I didn't know I was going down the spiritual path because I didn't know that was what I was signing up for. But I will tell you, I'm grateful each and every day that we have that ability between us that, you know, we've, we've found, we've, we've hit our bottom or whatever it might be and have raised ourselves up and are now working and living towards our own self-love journey and helping others to shorten their journey to finding self-love. And I find it to be so important. So let's start with asking, why is self-love so important? I know, we know, but let's talk our own ways of putting it out there to everybody. Harmony, why don't you start with this one? I think self-love is so important because I really believe that your reality of how you experience your reality is all what's going on inside. So no matter, like, if you're going to feel like a victim your whole life because of your experiences, it's because you feel that those experiences are you, right? Yes. And so yes. if you can step outside of that and realize that you're not your thoughts, you're not your experiences, you're not even your emotions, you are a separate being, you're a soul outside of that, you can start to look at your life through your soul's eyes instead of your trauma. So self-love takes you layer by layer by layer into the depths of your soul. And who doesn't want to live a soulful life, right? That's where true pleasure, true bliss, true happiness comes from. And that's why I think self-love is so important because it's soulful living. It's true. Nicola. Um, yeah. So, you know, what I saw as I was looking for help for my daughter, um, you know, we, we make others wrong. We make the partner wrong, the brother, the mom, the work, right? And I more and more wanted to, I so wanted to hone it down. Where does it come from? Where does it come from? Right. And I really realized it's just like through my journey, even with a special needs daughter, it's only you, you can change. It's the only power you have. And when you step into that power, that everything comes from you and just deciding that, that you are the cause, then you can change it. And it's really only with love because, you know, that big saying, you know, there's no fear, there's just a lack of love. Yes. When you fill everything with love, that love that comes from you and find that own love for yourself. You know, I see self-love really as falling in love with yourself. Like you don't need that amazing partner, that amazing mother, you, because when you love yourself, you can just see everybody else as a gift and everything else is just a nice add-on because you are so content with being with yourself. Yes, I agree. And I'll take it to I'll just add another layer onto it, because it's also about honoring yourself and who you are and in the decisions you make based on that. If you don't accept yourself, if you don't like yourself, you're not going to make decisions that will bring you the manifested life that you really want, that we all are divinely here to live once we get through our karmic 
crap that we have to <laughs> clean up. <laughs> you know, you know, we have to add that into the mix just a little bit. But it's it's what gives us the stepping stones to growth, to learning how to accept and love ourselves. I like to say warts, wrinkles, and all. So because you guys are younger, you probably don't have those wart wrinkle things. But oh, yeah. that's where <laughs> I talk from. <laughs> no, I understand. <laughs> but so let's talk about how can how how does one start connecting to self love? You know the way you share with your clients. Yeah, Nicola, let's start with you. Yes, perfect. So you know I interweave clearing old patterns, old mindsets, old stories with having new experiences. So on one side, we let go of all the negative emotions that happened, you know, understand why you really get in that power, why my clients chose their parents, um, connect back to their soul, what was their soul planning this lifetime, and then connect to their heart and really go back to maybe a joyful experience or a made-up experience where they can more and more see what would it actually look like when I totally live, you know, I'm all about joy. So really living in that joy, looking for joy, you know, we, we saw that the society is so prone to what's wrong instead of what's right in my life. And some clients I might start with, you know, be grateful for the moon and the sun rising every day. Um, and some clients might have like experiences, oh my God, my daughter's birth was amazing. So interweaving, letting go and creating this, oh my God, yes, this is there. And the more we clear, the more they can step into that. And, you know, it's a practice. I also say it's a practice. It's like green juice, right? You can't eat healthy food for a week and then think you don't need it anymore the rest right. of your life. Right. So it's like getting into that routine. I need my workout every day, but it's easier and easier because I let go of the old stories. It's true. It is so true. And I need to do that more at Harmony. <laughs> I love what you said, um, because it's so similar to I work with limiting beliefs and limiting patterns of like all the programming that we dealt with when we were young and like the way we were taught to view the world and things like that. And that's one thing I work on with clients to release, like make room for soul, pretty much like make room, like dust off all the shit that's like in the way, you know, but the main thing that I tell my clients is if you want to start a self-love practice, it has to begin with imagine the person that you love the most in your life, like your grandmother, whoever that may be, whoever that person is. And imagine that you are that person talking to yourself in times of crisis. Like even when you're putting on pants and you have muffin top happening. Okay. Those (laughs) moments when you're freaking the heck out. Be gentle with yourself. Don't allow yourself to just attack your mind. It's like talk to yourself gently. If you're having a problem, like be that guidance, be that person that you wish was telling you those things. That's been the biggest thing for myself of how I've helped also with like releasing and doing the deep energy work. But it's like that shift on a daily basis, changing the way I interact with myself is what has changed my life. That is so true. I mean, both of what what you both have said has got so much weight. And I hope that you're listening out there because this these are such great things to bring into your life and to start looking at. But the question I have is, what if, and there are people like this who never had anybody that they look up to, anybody that they idolize or adore, and they want to emulate, what happens when you have somebody like that? I would say, um, you know how Nicola just said uh, to imagine a joyful situation. Like I would say, imagine exactly who you want to be standing in front of. It could be a celebrity for Frick's sake from your favorite movie. It could be anything. Just having like picture that person in front of you that can just, if you can picture someone unconditionally loving you, use your imagination if you have to, and then talk to yourself that way. Sometimes you just have to use your imagination until you can feel it on your soul level. Because the truth is, is that we all have that unconditional love and we can tap into it. We just have to find our way there. Yeah, I agree. Go ahead. I can just add, you know, I also sometimes when I encounter clients like that, because I create sacred space, I, you know, I really want to want them to empower them. So I ask them to call in a guide or an angel and just trust that whoever is there for them right now to guide them and it's a whole new level for them especially if they haven't had anybody like that before because you know the more they do it they feel the energy shift it's so true and there's so many people who just don't have that support whether it be familiar or in school or even friends by that you know who can do that for you because you tend to gravitate to people who are at the same place that you're at 
Yes. So it's learning how to, you know, break break out of those binds that are holding you to know that you can expand more and, and really, you know, become the person that, again, I keep saying the person you're meant to be because we, when we choose our lives, we're not choose, we don't choose to be in a little box that we stay in of dysfunction or abuse or whatever it might be. It's to learn how to get out. It's like being in a maze. And it's getting out of the maze so you can get into the field with the sun and the light and the corn and the wheat and, you know, beauty, beauty, fun, fun. And you have fun while doing it. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's also, in my opinion, um, belief systems. Because if you believe that there's no way of feeling happiness, then there's, you, you won't find that, that road to love. How yeah. do you feel about that harmony? Let's start with you. I definitely agree with that because I feel like it's our limiting beliefs is what is projecting our belief systems is what's projecting our reality and the way we experience reality. And so if you believe that you're not lovable, which I totally understand what that feels like because I was that person and I did not know you could fall in love with yourself, but it is freaking true. Okay. Because I, oh my gosh, like there was a day where I'm like, oh my God, this is real. But like changing your beliefs and shifting your beliefs is so easy, but it's when you go into that meditative state, like when you can get really silent, even if you don't know how to meditate, just be quiet and close your eyes. <laughs> like when you shut your eyes and you shut out the external stimuli, that like soft space where everything gets really still, that's when you can shift beliefs. And so if you can just try to reprogram yourself and there's many different ways that you can do this, so many different methods out there. But the thing that's going to happen is, is when you shift your beliefs, your reality instantly changes. It just changes. It's so, so true. Aligning your beliefs with what you want is what's going to help like, change yes. your life. Nicola. Nicola, yeah, sorry. You know, I, I, what I always see is, you know, the second step is really holding to that because society so often, first of all, you get tested. And secondly, it's like out there, people so want to hold on to the old belief because it makes you, you know, disempowered. And then it's, they think it's easier, right? And so it's holding up this new belief against, you know, almost against like within everyone else, right? Like everybody's like, oh, for, you know, working out is like a hard work. And you're like, no, I love working out and I'm looking forward for it every day. And so that's really the next big step of, really standing up for it, that you believe in it and that it's good for you. And, you know, you defend it because you chose this new belief. I agree. I totally agree that when you, when you make your mind up and you start taking your belief systems and not just saying it, it here's, here's the difference because, you know, somebody might say, oh, I'm not negative, right? And they go, I'm taking this, this position. From now on, I'm going to be positive. I'm going to be impeccable with my words. And then something happens. Somebody might cut them off or say something. And they're like sounding like a truck driver. Mm-hmm. You've, you know, it's, it's, it's incongruent and it needs to be made like a blend um, of beliefs. If you're going to say you want to be positive, then you have to really be mindful of what you're thinking, what you're saying, and what you're doing and how you're doing it. I, it just, to me, it's, that really makes a big difference too in the processing of learning to love yourself. We need to take a break right now. Hang on. We'll be right back with, we have Harmony Nixon and Nicola Fernandez. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Do you find that your journey to loving yourself is taking a f***ing long time? Here's your shortcut. Read Marla Goldberg's book, My F***ing Long Journey to Loving Myself, A Guide to a Shorter Path to Learn to Live a More Self-Loving Life. Order on Amazon or MarlaGoldberg.com. That's Marla, G-O-L-D-B-E-R-R-G.com. Have you ever wanted to scream, but you couldn't because of all the people who might hear you? Now, we have your answer. The original Scream Pillow. It can be used at work, the bathroom, in the closet, or anywhere you want to scream and not have everyone know what you're screaming about. Order yours today at MarlaGoldberg.com. That's Marla, G-O-L-D-B-E-R-R-G.com. 
It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Guided Spirit Conversations. To reach Marla Goldberg or her guest today, you're invited to call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is guidedspiritconversations at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello, everyone. Happy Thursday and happy Valentine's Day week. I felt that this was the perfect time to have my annual self-love panel because, you know, many of us were brought up going outside ourselves. We had to find love from somebody else to be accepted. Really, let's accept ourselves, love ourselves first, and then we will bring to us everything. It will manifest. It will fall into place because you are that common denominator in all your relationships. And with me today, I have two amazing self-love experts. We have Shaman Nicola, Nicola Fernandez, and Nicola has been a guide on the journey for self-love and fulfillment to inspire others to live in joy, become love, and bring their own gifts to the world. And we have Harmony Nixon, a self-love mentor, healer, teacher, writer, and author with a passion for helping people embrace who they are so that they can shine their unique light out into the world. And if you want to check out Nicola, her email, her website is selflovewithnicola, N-I-C-O-L-A dot com. And Harmony has harmonyhealings.com. So check these ladies out. See what they do. I'm sure that they will help you on your path to self-love. Welcome back, ladies. How are you? Good. Good. So we were talking, Harmony, when we were coming back, um, you were just about saying something on when we were on break Mm -hmm. about what you're feeling. Let's let's start with that. About how I feel like we all have this thing inside of us to where we know that we can be great in our highest self. Like we have this craving for more soul. And then we're taught by society and by our parents and our programming that it's not safe. It's not okay to do that. We have to do something else. And I just think that if we could learn that that's just programming, it's not true. It's like that deep thing that we felt when we were kids, like that freedom feeling, you know, Mm -hmm. that curiosity, creativity, that is like our soul talking and that is real. And if we could tap into that, we can change our direction in life. It's so true. Nicola. Yeah. If I can add two things, one is that, you know, I always um, go back with my, my clients and see that they chose their parents for a reason that all this teaching from their parents was because it's the for them to experience the negative so they can see what's really the positive that they want. Because if they would have the perfect parents, they wouldn't understand how important it all is to be empowered, to step into your, your, your beliefs, right? And so it's actually the parents who set them up for this shift. But until they can see that, they get stuck in making their parents wrong. And, and the other thing is that, um, you know, as, uh, as we think we get taught by society, I really work with my clients to see that they accepted that decision for themselves. And when they see it was their decision, then they can just change their decision, right? So at some point we were so, oh my God, we can do anything, but we want to love our parents. And so we agree to them and it was our decision to agree, but we can just disagree and still love them. Yes. So what do you say to your clients who... Um come to you and they're they're not a believer in this they're just resistant to this yeah totally totally you know um i work a lot with their unconscious mind so as i talk i know it's not just their conscious mind but it's their unconscious mind listening and the more they see the love we work with the more their unconscious mind opens up and i travel with them and i'm very very intuitive and so but i guide them to the different places and it's kind of like walking with them up a mountain i don't just go ahead i show them you know where are the barriers to eat where do you find water how to look at the clouds to overnight and more and more they they see it they see it oh my god these berries feel really good 
And, you know, especially my one-on-one clients, it's wherever they go, you know, step by step. But, you know, like we said before, calling in spirit guides or angels, they suddenly like, holy camoly, I got a nudge. There was something. Did you just have your hand on my leg, you know? So they... (laughs) And, and I just trust spirit that wherever, like, it's perfect what happens. And they get into it and they open up more. And it's, it's my trust in them that they are on a journey. Beautiful. What about you, Harmony? About how I work with my one-on-ones? Well, when, if you have non-believers, if people come to you and they're like, you know, they're skeptics. It's like, come on, show me. Show me how this is done. And, you know, and they're not necessarily immediately open. Well, I think anyone who comes to me, even if they are resistant at first, which I've had the people who are resistant, they're there for a reason. And so you know that they want the change. And so, I mean, it's it's very similar of how Nicola, I feel like I'm saying her name wrong. We say Nicola. Nicola. Okay. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but how you were saying you call in that energy. I love to set space for my clients too, and they can feel that shift. Yes. And, you know, as it's, you know, when they're resistant, it is kind of like going through the mud. And I'm walking them down. I walk them into their own soul and walk them through their own experience. But after we start doing the energy releasing and then they can feel the difference and they can feel the lightness, like they can, they feel that shift happening. That's when they're like, okay, wait a second, (laughs) you know? So it's like when you can guide them into themselves, if you can just like work with the resistance, just like working through the fear kind of thing, you know, on a daily basis, if you don't let your fear rule you, you're fine. You can still do things. But as long as I can get them through that resistance, then they start feeling it because they're going inside. It's so true. It is so true. And those are such great things. Yes. If I can just add, and I'm sure Harmony agrees, you know, we are both so intuitive that we would feel if somebody is like purposefully holding on to the resistance. And so then actually not, you know, expecting them to release it, but working on what's the benefit of you holding on to that? You know what? You know, you invested all this time and money to work with me. You're taking my time. What's what's underneath that? So, you know, the benefit is the devil, you know, opposed to the devil, you don't. It's those people who are so comfortable in the in the pain and the dysfunction because it's all they know. And they're afraid to walk through. I call it the veil of fear so that they understand what you know, feeling good is like that, you know, put what other people have put on you aside, take the take the leap of faith, right? So you're able to at least start to feel what what happiness is, what joy is. You know, how are we joyful? And how do we bring that into life and live that way? I know for me personally, I use I mean, gratitude is my number one go to having a gratitude practice. And I feel that gratitude brings joy into one's daily life. Harmony, what do you what do you think? Oh, I definitely agree. Yes. That's what I was doing like last night. I was in that space of because I have anxiety sometimes. I let my mind kind of go, but to control that, it's when I sink into this gratitude mode to where I literally feel myself opening up and just being grateful for exactly what is now. You know, what is right now. As humans, we do worry about the future. We worry about the past sometimes and all these things. But if you can really just sink into a moment of gratitude, it will bring you so present and so embodied. And it's in the present moment where you can actually feel pleasure of being alive. You feel your aliveness instead of being in your mind all the time. So I think gratitude is a wonderful, like, I don't care how cliche that looks of like writing down your gratitude list. It is powerful. It is powerful. And I love writing. So it's like writing is my thing. Oh, that's great. (laughs) I freaking love it. Nicola, how about you? You know, um, I have to say a lot of clients who come from to me have heard all about the gratitude and they kind of like think, you know, it's kind of like their cup is already full with the gratitude. Oh, I'm doing this, you know, <laughs> and so I need to shake them off. And so what I do a lot is, you know, I do a lot of time travel and then I collapse time. So I go like 10 years from now. And because you can't have the anxiety if something happened already, I really let them experience their life and tell them that it's them making it up. It's like, you know, making a movie. So they can decide whatever they want to see there. And so then, you know, I shake it up that all this is possible because it's really in their power. It's what, what movie are they making for in 10 years? I love that. That's a beautiful way of, of really getting somebody outside themselves to let them design yeah. their future life. And they can make it as elaborate or as simple as, as they want it to be. Whatever makes them comfortable. You know what I want to do? I want to jump into calling the angels, asking the angels, because angels do not deal with, um, they don't have free will. So they need to be called upon and asked 
for whatever it is you need. I'm going to start with you, Nic- Nicola. So with this, <laughs> let's talk about how you how to ask the angels or, you know, when when to ask the angels to step in and help. You know, um, I do it so often when, you know, because I really want to empower my clients. So I take them on these journeys and I ask them to, you know, communicate with somebody like their future self, their healed self, their past self, their younger self. And if, you know, especially in the beginning, if they don't get answers, I have this middle man or woman or, you know, you know. Uh, neutral person and for that I so often use the angels and somehow they suddenly get all the answers as we as we as as I let them communicate through the angels and how I do it is just I really just you know I make it even more open I I ask please call in any anyone from the invisible world who is just perfect to help you in this situation right now and um, and then just ask them what's their name how would you like to refer to them you know, I asked them, let me know when they are there. And they're always, you know, it has never occurred to me that not somebody had showed up and they're like, yeah, they're there. And, and so, and suddenly they get all the answers. And so I don't make it about, you know, angels, like this whole hierarchy. Is it an archangel? Is it, you know, is it a guardian angels? I just trust that it's important for this situation to have the right guide there. That the appropriate one will show up. Harmony, do you have any insights into this? Do you do work with the angels? Well, I work with angels and goddesses. I love working with goddess archetypes, especially. And I work with Kuan Yin, Mary Magdalene a lot, Mary, Mother Mary. And I love calling them as guiding lights. Uh, Kuan Yin and Mother Mary have so much in common. And they, it's, the energy is unconditional compassion and love. And so like when I'm helping someone learn to love themselves, calling that energy in, it's like you said, it's like this energy that's over, it's everything. It's so big. And you can't, it's almost like you can't experience that without having some kind of healing shift inside. So I work a lot with Kuan Yin. um, But at the beginning of my sessions, I call in their guides, whatever is needed in the best and highest way. I release my ego, try to get completely clear so we can be in that space of miraculous healing. And so I love working with the goddesses, though, through healing sessions and through the things that I create to share with my clients and things. So, so the bottom line is ask. Yeah, ask just ever. It could be an angel. It could be a god. It could be an archangel. Ask, and they will be there to bring it to you. You may, you know, you might have to ask a couple of times because, you know, I believe that <laughs> spirit sort of tests and like that. So, for example, you say, oh, "I don't want another relationship like this again," and then they bring you one to say, "Really? You sure you don't want this relationship again?" Where you have to say, "No, I don't," and this is done and over with. Bring me what I want. Bring me what I request, what I want to manifest before it comes and gets actually brought in and delivered. So, um, yeah, I think asking the, the questions is, you know, asking for the help. Because if you don't ask, nobody knows that you need the help, that you, you know, or where you need the help. So I want to go back to, I know you've brought up a couple of times, Nicola, about we choose our parents. Now, I understand what this means, but for people out there who go, why the F would I choose those parents? Why would I choose this life? So I'm going to let you answer that one first. Totally. This is perfect. You know, I don't talk to them consciously. Oh, you know, it's kind of like they get obviously defined if I would just say, you chose your parents. But, you know, I travel back to their soul And when they connect to their soul, and I really let them connect to their soul, and they ask literally their soul, you know, what did I want to learn from my parents? And and they get an answer. They get an answer either directly or we call in a guide or angel. And they realize, oh, my, you know, oh, my God, I, I, I wanted to learn this, so I chose them. Because they would teach me best. I mean, they come by themselves to the conclusion. Which is wonderful, Harmony. Oh, I think that's beautiful. Finding the wisdom in things like that, I think, is so powerful. It has powerful to instantly heal resentments, grudges, all of those things. Finding the wisdom in knowing why this happened and really, you know, looking into and like meditating with why you're here. Why did that happen? What did you learn from that situation? What did I learn from losing my dad at that age? What did I learn from all this happening? Well, I've learned how to be myself, learn how to be empowered. 
I've learned how to find my healing journey so I could help people, you know? So it's like, you know, that happens. Everyone has a story. What are you going to do with it? You know? That's so true. It's so true. And, and I'm the, I'm the same way I talk about there with my people. It's like you brought, you choose this family, you know, you choose, you chose this family and this situation, this life, because of what you need to learn, teach, because we're teachers as well, and the karma we need to clean up. So when you think about it, look at your life and see now, now with a new, new eyes, why you chose this family and these experiences. Because I know for me, you know, everything I've gone through, I chose it because now I have more tools in my toolbox to help others. Mm-hmm. And when you, you know, you step through the dark, whatever the dark is, and you come out the light, you're, you know, you're gaining all this experience and knowledge that you're able to use to help someone else in their lifetime. We have two minutes left, so I'm going to leave it to start with you, Nicola, for a quick answer, and then we'll go to Harmony real quick. Repeat your question for me, Marla. So it's about, well, we were, I was just finishing up with, you know, I was just finishing up with about um, why we choose our parents, why we choose our lives, and what goes on. But you, I just realized you had already answered that. So let's go to break. We'll come right back on the other side, and we'll start again with our charity shout-out. So the whole, stay tuned. Thanks. America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Do you find that your journey to loving yourself is taking a fucking long time? Here's your shortcut. Read Marla Goldberg's book, My Fucking Long Journey to Loving Myself, a guide to a shorter path to learn to live a more self-loving life. Order on Amazon or MarlaGoldberg.com. That's Marla, G-O-L-D-B-E-R-R-G.com. Have you ever wanted to scream, but you couldn't because of all the people who might hear you? Now, we have your answer. The original Scream Pillow. It can be used at work, the bathroom, in the closet, or anywhere you want to scream and not have everyone know what you're screaming about. Order yours today at MarlaGoldberg.com. That's Marla, G-O-L-D-B-E-R-R-G.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Guided Spirit Conversations. To reach Marla Goldberg or her guest today, you're invited to call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is guidedspiritconversations at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. If you're just tuning in, this is my third annual self-love panel. And so today, my guests on my panel are Nicola Fernandez. And Nicola is a shaman and has been on, uh, has been on a path to guiding in her journey for, for self-love and fulfillment, to inspire others to live in joy and become love, and to bring their own gifts into the world. And I also have Harmony Nixon, a self-love mentor, healer, teacher, writer, and author with a passion for helping people embrace who they are so that they can shine their unique light out into this world. Welcome back, ladies. And we have charity shout-out time. So we have two charities today because I have two guests. And the first charity is the Coalition of Rainforest Nations. And the second charity is One Tree Planted. So I'm going to call on you each to talk about your charities and where they can find it and why you're you're passionate. And I'm going to start with you, Nicola. 
Yes, so um, Coalition for Rainforest Nations, I want to tell you, I have um, three kids, you know, one, as you heard, has special needs. My youngest daughter is a total activist, you know, really, she's 16, and she really wants to change this, this world. And when you ask for a charity, because I so believe in self-love, but I'm not, you know, I'm so in the spiritual world, she's much more in this world, I went to her and I said, Mia, which charity would, you know, serve you best? And she actually, in a second, came up with this. And it's all about the rainforest, you know, really protecting them. And she does all the research that this charity really goes, you know, nowadays so directly, the money really to supporting 100% the charity and, and not like 80% to the overhead, which, right. you know, happens in a lot of charities. So, you know, obviously the rainforest is also, you know, woods and you know as a shaman we work a lot with the nature elements so it was like interviewing you know bringing in my daughter you know they are they're part of my business my my life is my business so um yeah so i invite everyone you know who who is in any way interested in the rainforest to really look at this charity it's amazing and like i said it goes all directly to the charity so check out rainforestcoalition.org and harmony let's talk about your charity one planted tree. So one tree planted.org is a place where they, I wrote it wrong on there. <laughs> that was my bad. <laughs> but it's one tree planted. And what they do is for $1, you can plant a tree around the world and you can go on there and you can see where you want your tree planted. And so um, I teamed up with them actually this year. I wanted to do something more for the earth. I'm very earth-based as well in my practice. I try to do the best I can for, you know, to help the planet, you know, I eat a plant-based lifestyle, all those things, but you can plant a tree with just $1. So like every session that you get with me, 10% is donated to them to plant trees as well. So every time you're healing yourself, you're also healing the planet. I love their mission and you can actually go on there and check it out. They're doing amazing things. I believe, I can't remember the exact, but it was like 3 million trees were planted last year. And I just think that is so amazing because their main thing is global reforestation. So I just think that's awesome. And check it out if you want to. (laughs) That is onetreeplanted.org. So thank you. (coughs) Excuse me. I apologize. So as we're sort of winding up, I'm going to let you share something that I might not have asked that you want to have out in the world. So Harmony, I'm going to start with you. What do I want to have out in the world? Um, oh man, there's so much, um, you can always find the light in the dark, no matter what. That is one of the biggest things I love talking about of, you know, stars don't shine in the light, they shine in the dark. And I think that's something that we can really bring to ourselves of like, how can we shine in the dark and our fear and our, in our own suffering, you can shift that with your light. It's like learning how to shine through the suffering through the mind blocks, through those things, you can change in an instant. Next time anyone is feeling overwhelmed or they're not good enough or they're feeling unlovable or they're feeling ashamed of anything, choose light in that moment. And that, that's where the transformation happens is in the moment of darkness, shine your light and see what happens because you will be blown away. <laughs> you will change a lot within yourself and in your mind. That is beautiful. That is really beautiful. Nicola. Um, you know, what's really important for me is to for people to know that they can give themselves permission to be selfish, to be selfish in the way of feeling good and feeling joy. You know, I see so many people who break through the limiting beliefs who say they can do it and then they feel guilty that they feel good. And I really want everybody to know that there's service in your joy. As long as you don't do, uh, do, as long as you're not joyful on others' expenses, there's such a gift to the world and to others when you are joyful because everybody around you gets a piece of it and you give others permission to be joyful. And there's really nothing gained in feeling bad or small or, um, or something is wrong with you. When you are in a place that you reach, that you are happy and feeling good, Give yourself permission to stay there. That is, both of, both of your messages are so powerful. It's really amazing. Let's talk about how joy weaves into self-love. Okay, I'm going to start with Nicola. So um, I feel, um, you know, once you reach those, um, 
you know, first it's like little spots where you feel that, that love in yourself, you know, you might connect to your heart, you might connect to your soul, how it was really like so excited about this lifetime. And to really sustain that, I see it not so much as being happy, but finding that joyful peace. You know, joy really doesn't have so much an opposite. It's like one of those higher emotions like love where you just are there. And so when you look for, you know, a lot of my clients I teach to just look for the joy. You know, every moment, sit down in, in the beginning of the day. What brings you joy? What brings you joy today? And it's not like this, like, oh, my God, I'm so excited. I'm so happy. It's just like, oh, there was a flower in my garden. Oh, a bird flew by. And when you focus more and more on that joy, then that's the self-love that comes automatically. So it's like this, you know, um, infinity symbol. You know, you first connect to the self-love and then the joy brings it back. And so you have constantly this interweaving, this braiding of the two that let you, let you stay in that place. So true. Harmony, what do you have to share? Well, I have, um, on my own journey, I have realized that my joy used to be dampened by shame. And so if you can realize that if you have, if you're a person who has a hard time connecting with joy, maybe there's something on top of it, like shame or some kind of really big emotion that is making you feel wrong for feeling that way. And if you can realize that that's just an emotion and observe yourself without the limitations, without who you are, like step into your observer state where you're watching yourself live life, that's where you can step outside of the box of shame or whatever emotion you're feeling and you can actually experience it. So I feel like sometimes when you can't really connect with it, just step outside and realize that you can really embody yourself from that higher perspective. I love that. And because so many people walk around with guilt, shame, um, they talk like we started earlier, we started the show, people talk to themselves worse than they talk to anybody else. I mean, even their worst enemy, they talk to themselves way worse. They beat themselves way more. What do you give, what advice, guidance do you give to people who walk around just, you know, calling themselves name and, and just pounding on themselves? Harmony, I'm going to start with you. That's one thing I tapped on earlier was like, imagine talking to yourself in the most loving way you can. You have to, honestly, it's a choice and it, it's a brave choice because you're literally changing everything on the, in your inner world. You have to make that choice of like, I deserve better than this crap, pretty much. You have to, I deserve better than this crap. And I'm going to set my personal boundaries of not allowing myself to talk to me that way. And you just change the way you talk to yourself. It's a, it's a big cho choice. It's a bold choice. You know, but you have to stand up for yourself. I deserve more. So what if, what if someone starts like saying that and they're fighting with themselves inside? How do you guide them to get, stop fighting with your inner self and to start being gentle and, and taking self-care you know, for yourself? When you're in the inner fight, in the inner war, it's because you are identified with your emotions and your beliefs. You're identified with them. You are them. You are wrapped up in them, drowning in them. You're in an ocean, right? When you realize you're not the ocean, you are separate from the ocean and you have this different thing. You have to take your, do something, whether it's meditation, transcendental meditation, whatever you want to do, whatever you can do to step outside of your emotions, that's, ex that's how you're going to change it. Because if you are identifying with your emotions, like this is who I am, it's going to be real hard. You have to realize that's not who you are. Step outside of that and then look at it. And then it's so much easier to be like, well, shit, I was so mean to myself right now. Like, what am I doing? Love that. Nicola. You know, for me, it's, it's very easy because every emotion, first of all, it's just a sign that there is some learning. It's like how the body works. You know, even negative emotions are perfect. They're just like a roadblock. Oh, stop. You need to stop here. So you need to pay attention. But, you know, so often these emotions, they come from much earlier. So what you need to do is really go back to, and I always say, you know, how people say, you know, you need to not just, you know, cut the weed, but pull the roots. I go really back to when did the wind blow that seed that that weed even was able to grow there? So you need to go back to the very first time that you experienced you know, shame, guilt, whatever it was. And not even to that place. You need to go to the place where you saw somebody else having that emotion. So where, where the first time ever that you even realized that that emotion is possible and then make a different decision in the terms of get the learning because emotions are just there for you to learn. And once the soul, the unconscious learns, 
it can just let go. No more reason to hold on to it. But it just becomes worse and worse and worse because it's like the mailman knocking on the door. I have mail. You need to open. And until you right. open. Exactly. Thank you so much. Ladies, thank you so much for being a part of this year's self-love panel. I am so grateful that you're here and shared all this amazing information. Um, I'm saying thank you to Harmony Nixon and to Nicola Fernandez. And please check out these ladies. So Nicola is selflovewithnicola.com. And we've got harmonyhearthealings.com. And Look at their websites, check them out, reach out to them. If you have a question, feel free to send it to them. That I'm sure that they would be happy to be of service to you and help you on your journey to make your journey a little shorter to self-love. I want to thank everyone at Voice America and all they do to help me get my show up and their patience and tolerance, and I'm so grateful. Thank you. I want to thank Bridget, my assistant, my right arm, my left arm, and Again, she keeps me so on track, and I'm so grateful for that. I am grateful for you, the listening audience, for taking the time out of your day, out of your life, to participate in this show. And I hope that my prayers, my, my intention is that you receive what you need from listening to the guests that I have on, because I bring them on to help you in your life circumstances, to help enhance, tweak, or change them, whatever it might be. So... Thank you so much. So grateful for you. It's Valentine's weekend. I wish you all self-love and love, just love. And because that's what everything is really, everything will change with love. And it starts with you. So self-care, self-love. It is your world. It is make it what you want. It's your blank canvas. Make it as colorful as you'd like it to be and enjoy the journey. And I want to remind you also, we're still, we're still in that place where we need to be socially considerate. Please, I implore you to please be socially considerate of others. Wear your mask, not because it's a mandate, but because you want to protect yourself and you want to protect your loved ones and even those you don't know that you come upon. And that is what socially considerate is all about. You don't want the karma of unknowingly making someone ill and possibly having their last breath. So by you being open and and considerate of others, we'll help you then stop this pandemic so we could get back to our new normal, whatever that might be. So again, as I leave you, I send you love. I send you blessings. I send you gratitude. Know how much I love you and how grateful I am for you being in my world each and every day. Stay well. 